Blog Talk Radio. What's up, everybody? Back for another episode of Clearlands Productions Podcast. Got Ashley, Carmela Simon coming on. Last week we had Patrika, one of my best friends. This is a friend of Patrika's. We're just going to divulge a little bit into the verdict of Philando Castile. I, uh, I put a couple videos up on my Facebook page. There was one with his girlfriend and his daughter. There was an altercation he had with the officer. I also put up the interrogation that Diamond Reynolds, his girlfriend, had to go through. All on my Facebook page. If you guys want to check all that out, we're going to be discussing some of those things. I'm just waiting for Ashley to get on any second now. We're going to get right into it. Hello? 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 Ashley, can you hear me? Hey, Jordan. Yeah, I can hear you. All right. <laughs> I finally got you on. What, what was happening? You couldn't uh, <laughs> get through? No, I tried calling twice. I don't know what happened. Okay. Anyway, so, uh, you got me. All right. So what's your initial reaction to everything going on with this Orlando Castillo verdict? Well, when I first heard it, I was furious. I was all the emotions, just a conglomerate of emotions, just put in one because, you know, it's not the first time, you know what I mean? It's not the last time, I'm afraid to say. So it's a little Mm -hmm. depressing. It's a lot depressing, actually. Yeah. And, you know, (laughs) my, my, my thoughts are everywhere because I just don't understand how an officer who everyone saw murder this man <laughs> was mm-hmm. was ruled not guilty. I don't understand what is not guilty about that video, about that what happened on that day last year. I don't understand how, how that officer could have gotten free. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's <laughs> it's heartbreaking. It's, the crazy thing is though, last year we only got to witness the Facebook live video and we were discussing off air how many videos have been produced since then. There's a video of Diamond Reynolds' girlfriend and the daughter talking in a closed corridor. There is the video from start to finish. You know, I I had conversations with a few people and said, well, how can we really judge the Facebook live video since she started recording after the shots were fired. And now we actually have a video that shows what happened 
from start to finish. And there's also an additional video that I don't think has been floating around as much as the other two where you can witness her entire interrogation after the shooting. Mm -hmm. So this is a very unique situation because not so often do we get to see so many elements when something like that actually happens. So tell me a little bit about let's we we were discussing off air the video with his daughter. Tell me uh, some of your initial reactions to that one. Uh, first of all, nobody's child needs to go through this, right? She's mm-hmm. three years old in the back of a cop car. You know, she's in front of her mother who is handcuffed, cannot do anything for her in that moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if you listen, if you listen carefully, that little girl says, "I'll keep you safe, mommy." <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That part yeah. broke my heart. It's like this this little girl is, is now assuming the role of of a protector. That you shouldn't mm-hmm. have to. You should not have to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Her father. Her father was right there, just mm-hmm. a few minutes ago, and and now. That's another black girl is left to survive without her father, is left to live yeah. in this world without her father. And then they say that all all black fathers are absent. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wonder why. I wonder and why. He was, and Maybe he was because a great guy. That's, yeah, he, I'm sure. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. No, you know, actually, he, they, he worked. Go ahead. I was going to, I was just going to say, like, the media likes to portray every time this happens, every time it's another black victim, the media likes to portray them as thugs. You know what I mean? They like to say, oh, well, he was a drug yeah. dealer. Oh, he, well, he smoked marijuana. You know, he, he must have been high. That's why, you know, he deserved it. You know what I mean? But what about Philando made him deserve this? He was totally undeserving of this, you know, and I know for a fact that the only reason he died is because he was black. The only yeah. reason. Mm-hmm. There's no and other I think, reason. Be- I think that's the scary truth that a lot of people are having a hard time stomaching. And I think people are trying to find ways to d- deny it and negate away from, from the facts. He he was murdered in cold blood because he was... We We always joke about driving while black. He lost his life for driving while black. And I was going to interject right. prior and tell you he worked in the school system. He was he was a lunch man. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. it was five hundred kids in the school and he knew everyone's individual name. He was yeah. a, he was a good guy. He was a really good guy. And the, the the daughter is actually not his blood daughter. He just treated her like she was. Mm-hmm. He was a good he was a good guy. He was he was the ideal citizen. And he actually when I watched the interrogation room, she was explaining that he works so much. He never has any time to himself. And he had gotten approved for his birthday off the following week. And they were making preparations for his birthday next week. And next week of last year when, when he got murdered. And that anniversary it, date is soon approaching. That's so sad. Yeah. It's 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 really disturbing, and to kind of give the listeners my first emotions on mm-hmm. the video of the mother and the daughter 
It was it was the most horrendous, disturbing thing. Mm-hmm. One of the most horrendous, disturbing things I think I could have ever witnessed. And I immediately posted that video before most people on Facebook. And it I, I broke down. I broke down like a baby. It brought me to tears to watch a girl so frightened when mm-hmm. when there was no reason to be. It's, we could have a whole nother conversation if his father, if her father was a career criminal or if mommy was up to no right. good, that, that would change the entire narrative of the, of the discussion. But we're talking about a girl witnessing her innocent father be shot seven times in the heart for absolutely no reason and her fear, her trauma. And for her, we discussed off air for her at that very young age to be so woke and conscious to her environment and to actually Mm -hmm. tell her mother, I'm worried about the safety of the city. I'm worried about your safety. She wanted to find ways Mm -hmm. to help her in that moment. She was very aware. We think these kids don't know what's going on. She was very aware of everything that had just taken place in her little stolen body. She did not know how to deal with it. And she cried, and she tried to beat it for her mother, and it, it was it was it was excruciating to watch, to say the least. And you know, the media they try to desensitize us. You Absolutely. know, this happens so they, this happens so often. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's like some of us are like, oh, just another day. You know, yeah, in the in the mm-hmm. black community. And to build, off, to build off of that, I don't think anybody's has has commented or liked my post besides my girlfriend. So it's literally like, oh, that's sad. But keep scrolling to find the video of DJ and that's Khaled on Macarena. <laughs> exactly. Isn't that sad? Isn't that sad? That's, that's, like, that's, it's, what? It's, how numb and desensitized we are to watching things like that. Like we literally we can just move on. And I don't know how we can change that because we live in such a fast-paced world these days. You know what I'm saying? Everything mm-hmm. is here today and gone tomorrow. On to the next fad, the next meme, the next trend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like hashtag never forget, but you already forgot. Already you know what I mean? It's like everybody already forgot. Already mm-hmm. forgot. Like, where is all this love for him these days? Like, he just, it just happened in July of 2016. You know, like, mm-hmm. people, they, they don't get heard, and then they get sick and tired of it. You know what I'm saying? Because in Minnesota, where he lived at, yes, as soon as the verdict was ruled, people were out protesting for one day. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it's over, and it's like, all right, well, we did our part. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's the job is never done. The job is never mm-hmm. done until and things change. There's there's still a lot of work that needs to be done, a lot of work, and, and it's it, not just it's, where these things happen, but it's all over the world. All over, all fifty states, all over the world, actually. All right. 50. And yeah, and it it was. It's just bad. It's just bad. And what what bothered me a lot, too, was, like you were alluding to, where is the outcry? Like, I actually feel like like media platforms, like 
the Breakfast Club and Hot 97, like we itch. Where's the outcry? Like, like, like we literally are just moving on with life. Like I, I, I thought after the verdict came out, like I thought this would be a hot topic in the media for days. Like I actually have more faith in my culture and my people. I didn't think we were gonna let this go. And and I and I think a lot of the videos are. We shouldn't. We should not let this go. And I and I hope I see a change because I know some of these videos just came out today actually. So I hope there is some kickback from from our our, our media platforms like Wendy Williams and Hot ninety seven, Power one hundred five, our black entertainment. Oh, this outlet. ain't no hot topic for Wendy. This isn't. Wendy is more concerned about Beyonce's twins. All right. Let's keep it a buck. Nobody. That's why. Nobody mm-hmm. cares about this because it hurts. You know what I'm saying? It's too real. And mm-hmm. yes, it's on TV, but if if it's not within arm's reach, it mm-hmm. has nothing to do with me. That's how people perceive it. You know what I'm saying? If it's not mm-hmm. in my direct, if it's not in my direct community, it has right. nothing to do with me. But it has everything to do well, with you. Well, well, let's because... well let's have let's have a discussion about that, Ashley. Because I can tell you. We recently had someone murdered by the police in our city, and we weren't in communication at yeah. the time, so I, I never got to hear your opinion on this. But what I can tell you is there were a lot of coons trolling Facebook. So yeah. even when it's something in your backyard and it's close to home, these house niggas will find a way to deny it and and have self-hate and tell you to stop being such an activist and That's all about your thing. life. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so really, the, you know, we I'm get sorry, to a ahead. point where no, we could, we get to a point where no, just nobody cares. We, 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 like, like you were saying, because oh, it's, it's it's all the way in Minnesota. No, we are at a point where if it happens in front of you, the white supremacy. It gets about a day. It gets it gets a, it gets a Facebook post. You know what I yeah. mean? As, if if you if you put it on Facebook, you did your part. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you just tell everybody, "Hey y'all, I'm woke," then you don't actually have uh-huh. to have to work out here. You don't have to do anything for real. You just you just but, post about it. Like I'm up on my current events. Yes. The, but the, the, I have an the opinion. Narr- yes. The narrative that I'm trying to express to you is that even. Even with things happening in in immediate attention, like right there in your backyard, no matter what the details of the situation are, what I'm trying to explain to you is people still don't care. Like when the young man Jason Negron was murdered on on mm-hmm. State uh, Park Avenue in Bridgeport, there was an outcry of negativity on social media. Everywhere I turned for maybe three or four days after he got killed. It was, it was all self-hate. Oh, he shouldn't have stolen a car. He shouldn't have done this. Why niggas mm-hmm. want to be activists when something bad happened? But you don't care when we shoot each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah. God. So, oh, even... can we talk about it? Go ahead. You're nailing it right now. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> oh boy, if it's one thing I hate is is all this. They love to redirect the issue and talk about. Mm-hmm. All right, but you guys don't say anything about black-on-black violence. 
you guys will say anything about black on black crimes, but do you not realize that they did this to us? They made us hate ourselves. You know mm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So listen, we did we we're not the ones who constructed these drugs and put them on the street and made us fight each other. We're not sure the did. ones who got ourselves we're not the ones who got ourselves in this poor, you know, inner city in these in these government housings. We didn't put ourselves there. So yes, mm-hmm. I'm poor and I'm stealing, but can you blame me? They gave me nothing mm-hmm. when I got here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And this whole this whole self hating I don't know why I'm sick and tired of black people hating on each other because, look, at the end of the day, to them, we are all the same. I don't care if you worked inside and I worked outside, we are all the same. And they don't see us as no different. They see us as no different. We are all black. So I don't understand what makes you better because you're a few shades closer to them. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's all about acceptance. It's like, guys, will you accept me? I'm a little closer to you, to your color. I'm sorry to get off topic. I know we were talking about what happened in no, Bridgeport, no, no, no. but, but that, that, that just got me riled up. The whole, the black, the black on black, mm-hmm. it's like, remember where I was telling you, we're like crabs in a barrel. It's like, yeah, we don't, yeah. we're the, I feel like we're the only, we're the only race that does not want to see each other do better. We do not support each other the way any other race supports each other. And I will will put money on that. Because you Mm -hmm. go to Latin-owned businesses, and all you see in there, Spanish people. You go to Indian-owned businesses, and all you see there is Indian people supporting each other because they know this is America. We got to help each other before we make it because we are our (laughs) – we, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just like – how do I how do I describe it? But you no, understand. I know, it's I know like, exactly what you mean. It's like we're in this together. You know, I, you scratch we my are back, in this I together. Mm-hmm. Right. We are brothers and sisters in this. We came here together. But we're the yeah. only race. We're the only ones who, who who compete against each other for the same thing. For mm-hmm. the same thing. It's I don't. It bothers the mess out of me. It bothers the mess out of me. And we're going to do better. We just need more people. It is ridiculous. (laughs) We all what we really need is more people to listen to actually listen, not just hear, but listen to the Mm -hmm. truth and be impacted by it. Because people, it just goes in one ear and out the other. Because we haven't hit, we haven't hit them yet. You know what I mean? We haven't hit that spot Mm -hmm. to make them turn that switch in their brain that says, "Wow, that's." so true. That's so right. You know, when somebody says something profound to you, it sticks with you forever. We have not hit Mm -hmm. it for a lot of people. And until we do, it's just going to be this whole, this constant crab in the barrel, you know, cycle that just repeats itself generation after generation. It's frustrating, Mm -hmm. but hopefully we'll get it right with our kids. And and I think you, you are absolutely correct because what you said was that form of self-hatred and denial it was created by white supremacy because you know what's very interesting if you compare the perspective of a sleep coon house nigga whatever you want to call them black person it, to the mm-hmm. perspective of a racist white man it's very similar so they've actually made you, made you think that their opinion is actually yours too and it, it, yes. They love it because now you can spread that virus and now you can have a whole mm-hmm. flock of self-hating, 
goofy niggas who blame themselves mm-hmm. for everything. Right. For, for and everything. at the top, you got somebody cashing in on the destruction of ourselves. Yep. On our self-destruction. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we see Somebody's it time capitalizing and time off of our pain. We see it over and over and over again because let me tell you, it was a 80, 85, like it was 80, when Jason Negron happened, it was 80% people self-hating, making excuses, saying what you become an activist for. People, like, it was amazing because this was a 15-year-old boy who got killed and people just, like, didn't give a fuck if the family saw it. Everybody was just so bold about their opinions and what what they perceived as right and wrong and People were just talking shit, and I'm like, yo, if anything, just have respect that a little kid just died, even if you disagree with mm-hmm. the over, you know, the overall picture. And it was a small 10 to 20 percent of people who were heartbroken and just like, yo, we gotta unite and do better. And it's just amazing, time and time again, no matter if it's in Bridgeport, if it's in Minnesota, Minnesota, the niggas just find a way to blame it on themselves and to become numb and desensitized to it. And we, right. we got to stop doing Why that. Are we, we never so judgmental? Proceed. Mm-hmm. Why are we mm-hmm. so judgmental? And I'm sure that a lot of people with their opinions are afraid to speak out because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to get shut down by my own community. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I want to do so much, but they're going to ask me, when did I become an activist? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, yes, it happened and it shouldn't have happened. But I don't care if he stole a car. I don't care if he stole candy. I don't care what it was. But Since now, when? But now we're, we're discussing Jason Negron, but now let's fast forward to a situation. Well, well actually, it happened before Jason Negron. So let's backtrack to mm-hmm. Philando Castile. Niggas, still had mm-hmm. the, niggas were still expressing the same narrative when we saw him do absolutely nothing wrong. So right. if you go if you go and watch some of Trevor Noah's recent videos, he basically breaks down in one of his videos. He says, we've come to a point in time, now we've watched on footage, what does a black man have to do not to get shot? Because he says, we always move the goalposts. We always move the markers. Oh, if you don't lift your hand, yep. if you don't have a gun, if you don't yep. do this, if you don't have a criminal yep. background. Nailed it. always an expectation of what a black man can or cannot do. Running out do. of butts, guys. You are yeah. running out of butts. Yeah. You are running out yeah. of excuses for killing yeah. us, for killing us. Exactly. And now it's just, oh, I feared my life. You notice that all of these police officers, oh, armed yep. guards with training, and, you know, how many weapons they got on their, on their holster. It's like, did you really have to resort to killing me when you got a baton, when you got a taser, when you have your mm-hmm. hand? Did you really have to resort to that gun? Oh, I felt, mm-hmm. I felt my life was in danger. How many cops? have used that same excuse. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a perfect excuse, and I'm sure that their defense attorney that is paid for by the state or whatever is telling mm-hmm. them, all right, so this is, this is going to be your plea, not guilty, ruling and pleading in self-defense. Mm-hmm. This is how we're going to tell it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? We're talk, we're how do we sleep at night? We have to talk about a man who had his seatbelt on. <laughs> his <laughs> seatbelt he had his seatbelt on. Seat on. His mm-hmm. daughter is in the back seat. But Does this look but, like a dangerous man? I saw that video. I couldn't believe how quickly that, that police officer escalated that whole situation. I'm happy it you went said from that traffic stop. 
Diamond Reynolds <laughs> said in her interrogation that he fired more rounds than he spoke words. Those are her exact words. Yes. True. <laughs> True. And Trevor Noah mentioned in one of his recent videos as well, These are, there is a lot of a lot of people are going into the police academy racism, racist already, but what Trevor Noah touched on also was these guys are trained to hate and fear black people as well. Like we have, I'm we, sure they are. We we are we we got to get into that. Like it is it's designed to be that way. Yep. They, you are. You I'm are sure trained. when they're doing target practice, when they have a target practice, how much you want to bet they got a hooded black man in a photo? You know what I'm saying? That they. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That they're trying to aim for. I'm so pretty damn sure. No, I got a fun fact. I got a fun fact for you. And I, I heard this at a Professor Griff lecture in New Jersey, uh, a month and a half ago. Professor Griff said, before Trayvon Martin happened, I think maybe six to eight months before Trayvon Martin got killed, white men were at shooting ranges, and the targets were black hoods with a can in one hand and a bag of candy in the other. That's what they were shooting at, at, the, at, the, at target practice, a year before Trayvon Martin happened. You see? You see? So, so you're absolutely right. So for anybody who's listening going, oh, these, these conscious motherfuckers is making shit up. No, we, we, we dead serious. We dead serious. They were having target practice at Black Hoods with Arizonas and Skittles in their hand. They were practicing. So this isn't this isn't a hypocrisy. This we need to reconstruct the entire training in the police academy. Like <laughs> we need more thorough, you know, mental evaluations. We need more black people becoming police officers because I'm these communities that you know <laughs> I don't know what the population is in Minnesota, you know what I'm saying? But I don't know how many black people live there. I don't know the demographic. But these these police officers need more exposure to black people because obviously we're all a threat. And we've always mm-hmm. been a threat though. I can, like as far as far back as I can remember, for as far back as there's ever been interactions between white people and black people, there has always been this intimidation of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> always. Like, you can go back, like, back when we used to be slaves, they used to still be intimidated by us because they made us work so hard. We got buff, we got bulky, we got stocky and strong. They got mm-hmm. scared. You know what I'm saying? So they started chaining us up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like, they, we, I don't know why they are so intimidated by, by just the physical, by just the way we look. God forbid we get an education. Now we're yep. lethal. You know what I mean? It's like, how on earth? How on earth? Like the mo- I, I, I feel like the most lethal weapon there is is an educated black person. Because then change is finally going to happen. Finally going to happen. But, but, you, but you know, I'm going to go not- left a little bit. Because I'm, like, I, I'm so invested into learning about history and learning about our culture and learning about the systematic principles of this country. And honestly, I, I'm, I think we went wrong with 
integration. Like, I think it's apparent. Like, in 2017, I think it's apparent that they hate us. They want to see us dead. They, they, we only, they we are only good for pleasure. To make to make money off of or for some form of capital, like we're not acknowledged as people. Yeah, we're and entertainment. I, and I, when I was at I was at a recent event for the community, and a a twenty five year old a cop who had been in the force for twenty five years who is now retired, he started breaking down how corrupt and how racist the police system is at the core. Like, see. And I'm going to get into like good cops and things like that shortly. You can't be a good cop. Like that's how fucked up this white supremacist system is. If I give you an exact story that he told me, he said he watched on his first year on the job, he watched a white man beat the hell out of a black kid with handcuffs on. And he was about to get away with it. And this 25 year old veteran, he spoke up and said, yo, I watched that kid beat the... I watched this, this white officer beat the shit out of a black kid. The black kid had on handcuffs. Do you know he was punished? That man, that, that officer yeah. ended up going to jail for that. He was punished. You, do you know what they used to do to him? The, the officers, for anybody who doesn't know, when a police officer pulls someone over, they immediately have to call for backup. And even if they don't show up their squad car, they have to know what's going on. You know, so if it, they're mm-hmm. street over, they got to know, okay... I know Officer A is over there with somebody pulled over. Like, I got to be on guard in case he needs me. Do you know after he made that cop go to jail that people stopped coming to his aid? He had no backup ever. Hmm. He had a hard time getting promotions. He was, he was in trouble for years. For, for years. doing the right thing. Yeah, for, for doing the right thing, for being punished. So we we are in a much bigger war than we can actually perceive. Like that entire system is is corrupt and racist to the core. So much it's so it's so bad we can't even get in there. There's not even things we could do on the surface to get in there. Like there's there's nothing we yeah. could do. It's their system, and th- everybody was so upset. When Colin Kaepernick made that post about the the runaway slave badge and the police officer badge, no, that that's really what it's rooted from. That is really the culture. They, I heard a white person say white a white person told I I, I saw this on a video, a white person saw having a conversation with a black man, and she told him the way white people perceive the police, it's not their job to police us and protect us, it's to keep us in check. That's what white people perceive the the work for police to be conducting in the black community. So it, this 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 war is is much bigger. They are not for us. They don't want us in there. And and if, if we if my black ass try to go become a cop tomorrow, I'm talking about right and wrongs. They're gonna shame me. They're gonna shame me. My yeah. voice is not gonna be heard. So it, it it's it's much worse than we can think. And I. I you then that conversation starts to go in the direction of like the Black Panthers and thing like things like that protecting our own communities. As it's it's literally a war. Like we have to overthrow them. But I think what we could do, and of course white people would never be open to this because they love oppressing us and they love these cops who've never stepped foot in the ghetto, policing our neighborhood right. or terrorizing right. them because they don't police us. But I think, and I saw this on the advice show. It's a, a so a YouTube channel, if anybody wants to subscribe to it, 
he said we should just segregate the cops. Just segregate them. <laughs> Only the black cops go to the black neighborhoods. Damn. Y'all stay y'all stay over there. It's, it's gotten so bad that I think that's what we've come to. Y'all stay over there and we stay over here. And and for anybody saying, Oh, that's so racist, I can break that down even further. Listen, I'm from Bridgeport, Connecticut, my entire life. I can be in under uh, in a dark corner somewhere in an alley with my lady, and I can judge off my immediate perception who has the capability and ability to harm me because I understand my environment. I understand my culture and my people so well. I can, I can sniff out a criminal and a good person instantly because I'm so in tune with Bridgeport. So you tell me with some white man from Greenwich, how the fuck is he going to solve crimes in the hood? He never stepped foot in the ghetto today in his life. Never been taught to like black people or treat them as equal. How, what, what really, I want everybody to objectively look at this. What is how is a white person supposed to police the black neighborhood? They don't know what's going on. They don't know who's who. They don't know what's good, what's bad. They just confused. It's so it's so many and that's levels. Why, you know, that's why luckily we don't got cops from Greenwich making their way to Bridgeport. All right, the cops that mm-hmm. we have here in Bridgeport, you know, mm-hmm. it's we cannot. We cannot, you know, go back to segregation because then it'll just be 1950 again, and then we'll have a real problem because Lord knows, Lord knows, Black Panther will re—I don't know where his son is at, where the where the ancestors of Malcolm X are, but we don't need them. <laughs> we don't need them to start. No, or we don't need some more leaders. But listen, all the Malcolms, all the Martins—they have gone already. I don't know what we left with Kodak Black and Future. You know what I'm saying? But like. If we cannot go back to segregation, because listen, dude, we living in a time where <laughs> white people they could live without our business. You know what I'm, I mean? Not our our money because we are we are some of the we are the largest consumers. Black people we buy everything with a name. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but they don't need us to to be successful. White people don't need us. You know what I'm saying? Mm. We need them though. Well, well, because you know what? we don't have that, that. That actually that'll that'll go into another conversation because I would okay. disagree with you a little bit. I think they do need us a lot, and I'm doing a I'm doing a episode about everything involved, revolved around Colin Kaepernick and why I think we should boycott the NFL. And I'll tell you, they do need us because that the the they need the, our money. The, Amer- the American sport. The American sport. Everybody loves football. I'll give you a fun fact about football and baseball. Everybody loves football. So these 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 crackers, they got the money. You know, they 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 are the owners. But the the league itself is seventy one percent black players. That league can't function mm-hmm. without us. They would lose mm-hmm. billions if they got rid of us. Let me tell you something about the baseball league, the MLB. The only reason the baseball league got integrated was because the Negro League had to play the MLB or whatever it was called at the time once a year. And we used to spank that ass. So them white <laughs> men said, hey, you know what? That's, and it's a whole con- – we could get into segregation. There's, that wasn't to make equality. We are being better utilized now, being integrated. Yeah. So they say, yo, if we bring these niggas over here – we can make some money off of them. These niggas is good at these sports. 
And and mm-hmm, we can have mm-hmm. similar conversations like that about a lot of different business structures in this country. Walmart, if black people stop shopping at Walmart, we're talking about major yeah. entities losing billions yeah, yeah, yeah. of dollars. So at at some point in time, they're gonna have to wake up. I disagree with you. They can't prosper without us. You need us, but see, no, that, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the issue. But, that's that's the issue. Us as black people, we don't acknowledge the power we really do have. Like. Colin Kaepernick took a stand for black people as being blackmailed. What all the NFL players just stop playing? They, these niggas gonna lose billions of dollars if if so, something negative happens, something racist happens at Walmart. We all stop shopping at Walmart. They lose billions of dollars. There is a level of we don't tap into how much we really do for this country. We are a major asset, and white people they know we white are a humongous asset. White people yeah, know yeah, 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 and they love they to make money us. off of us. They love to capitalize off of us, whether it's you know on a field with a ball, whether it's you know investing in private prisons. So, so we, we could talk so about Michael Jordan people. another day. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, and I, I'm definitely get what I'm saying could, is could, you know <laughs> collectively speaking, you know, if I was mm-hmm. speaking in general, yes, white people they definitely need us. All right, but mm-hmm. if I'm going to if, but, you know, the white people living in Greenwich, you know what I'm saying? Those, like, like, they don't, mm-hmm. individually, they don't ever mm-hmm. have to interact with a black person to do well in their life. You know what I'm saying? They could mm-hmm. never meet a black person ever and still be successful. But us, mm-hmm. as black people, there is nowhere we can go to just, you know, interact with black people. It's like we have to, we have to know how to interact with these people because <laughs> they're the majority. You know what I'm saying? We can't go to the mm-hmm. we can't go to the doctor's office without seeing them. We can't go to the we can't go anywhere without seeing these. People. We need a lawyer. Odds are mm-hmm. he's gonna be a white man. You know what I'm saying? We need we need to go to the police department for whatever reason. God forbid. This, like everything mm-hmm. is controlled by them. It's like we have to know how to not only interact with our own people. You know, we we know ebonics, but how do we interact with these white people? Because listen, there's not mm-hmm. a thing in this world. I wish there. I wish this weren't true. But there's not a. You cannot, as a black person, live your life and never interact with a white person and be successful. Mm-hmm. Like well, they they run everything is what I'm saying. But in general. No, we we are the largest consumers. We buy every polo, everything. We buy anything with a name brand. Mm-hmm. We are the largest consumers. You don't see successful rich white people buying that stuff. Rich white nope. people don't buy Gucci belts. You know what I'm saying? They don't. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, we are the large consumers because we have so much to prove for whatever reason. They, they need us, yes, because they love our money. That's why they yeah. put us... They give us a ball and they tell us go out there and do what you love and we'll we'll give you several million for it, you know, because they get more anyway. A couple million, not what that matter. I'm making billions over here, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I tell you what, actually, like I'm 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 over it though. Like I'm I'm really losing hope because when we see things like Philando Castillo happen, I think it's very evident and clear that these these white people don't give a fuck, and they've convinced a lot they of don't. our peers. To not give a fuck. So I don't think, I honestly, and I know there's a lot of people who give me backlash who disagree with, with me, but I don't think 
there is no progressive step forward without chaos. I don't I don't think we I don't think we figured this thing out. It needs to be chaotic, out. man. I, I don't think I don't think we figured this thing out until the Civil War too. I don't I don't think until the until the until Thank it, you. I, I I honestly and I and I hate saying that, but I they don't give a fuck. I don't think we make any racial progress in this country until we demand it. And we say, yo, we're equal. Yeah. Are we going to shoot you? We're equal. Are we going to blow shit up? We're equal. Are we going to burn your house mm-hmm. down? It, it has to be that vicious and that violent and that, that aggressive. And I know people will disagree with that, but I don't care because when you can watch an innocent black man with his daughter get murdered for mm-hmm. no reason and make an excuse for mm-hmm. it, you don't care. You don't have yeah. any kind of sensitivity towards a black life. I, that, that pretty much put the nail in the coffin for me. So I'm like, we are not going to make any racial progression until we start fucking shit up. That's it. Until we, we, and what I mean by fucking shit up is we have to dismantle the system and break it in half. We are never going to be able to find our place in the system. I'm over that. We, these cops are never going to go to jail. Black men are never going to be are never going to get out of jail. We're always going to be in jail disproportionate rates. Like all but of there is a way, things. Jordan. What? You tell me. There's a way. All right, now, I'm totally with the Civil War too. I'm with that, and I do believe it takes a revolution, something crazy and, and just so profound to really switch things up. Lord knows it's going to take a, something really big. But I really mm-hmm. think that... You know, if we want to do this gradually, because that's the only way it's going to happen, it's not going to happen overnight. Trust me, we 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 bombed. You know, we've blown up police cars. We did the march on Washington. We've we've bombarded the streets. We've we've made traffic in Times Square. You know, we've done all these things. You can stand out there with your with your signs, and that's lovely, and I love it. But they still not hearing us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they just don't. We protest. We we start, you know, shooting things, blowing shit up. All that's gonna happen, mm-hmm. they're gonna tear gas us and lock us up, dude. That's not how it mm-hmm. gets done. What happens yeah. is we take the positions of power. We snatch their seats right from under them. How do you do that? Mm-hmm. What makes you passionate, dog? Is it politics? Is it this? Is it this policing? All right, then you become that cop that, that changes it. You become that detective. You become that congressman, that lawyer, that judge. That's what I'm saying. But black people, don't, they don't like to work for it. You know, a lot but, of us but, do, and a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? All right, I'm sorry, um, <laughs> but I'm on a roll, <laughs> okay? Yeah, go ahead. Um, a lot, and it's unfortunate, that a lot of our opportunities have been robbed from us. So a lot of us that want to do something can't because we're, we're, we're shackled mentally. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But if, if if it makes you that furious, right, if it makes you, if it, you know, robs you of your sleep at night, what can be done about it? You become that position of power that can take the seat. That's why I'm saying knowledge mm-hmm. is power. Nothing is more lethal than educated black. And I'm not talking, you don't have to go to college to make a difference. College makes mm-hmm. a difference, but you don't have to go to college to make a difference. I'm saying educate yourself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But if you want to be that judge, that says no, you're guilty. Mm-hmm. Then you better you know go to I, until you can. I feel, but no, it's no. I feel dual. Like I feel, I feel both elements because I feel like we can do all of those things, and I actually participate in doing all of those things in my community, and I think mm-hmm. that can give us a better shot at unifying and being a force to reckon with. But I. 
I, I still feel though like there is only you can only get but so far. Like we, I kind of I told you that that story about that cop who was retired. You can only yeah. get but so far before they close that that iron door and go whoa 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 whoa. You're not gonna get in the inner circle of white supremacy. This is how we operate the world to get it to do what we want. So I kind of feel like I, I feel both ways. I feel like there's strength in numbers though. I feel like we can do all of those things. There's strength in numbers. But I, I, but I don't feel like they're going to let enough of us in to really change anything. How can they not? I, I, I'm, I'm, if I'm, we I'm, qualify. I'm beginning to lose hope in that. I'm beginning to lose hope in that. I know. And that's really I'm, sad. That's really I'm be, I'm, sad. And, I because, wish... and hear me out. Hear me out because I don't No, no, no. Feel I like... hear you, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Keep going. That Philando Castile video really showed us some things, and we've seen black people get killed on video before. But the the disregard, like, oh, you know, it's you know, it's bad. But what can you do? Oh, and, there's, and there's and there's so many and there's so many people who actually came to his aid and was like, well, you don't know what he's experiencing. This when you when you see people have so much disregard for somebody for one of your peers getting brutalized, it shows you a lot. And I feel like we can do all of those things and we can get educated and we could uh, do community gardens and we could, we could eat better and we could be smarter and go to college and get higher paying jobs and have more businesses, uh, you know, flourishing throughout our communities. But I really feel in my heart that that nucleus of white supremacy, they'll let us get a lot of things, but they're not going to let us get there. So here are what I'm saying. I think we should participate in all of those things we're both mentioning, but I think in order for us to get in, in, inside that nucleus, there has to be a revolution. So I, I agree on both mm-hmm. ends. But we are not. I I feel you, Jordan. But yeah, I yeah. Do. and I hear and I hear where you're going already. Or right, listen, and I and I've heard people people who I admire say this as well. But we are not culture yet to even present a revolution. So. I understand right. that aspect as well. So that, so that's what I'm saying. Because you know how it would to... happen in 2017, the the revolution is going to be an event on Facebook, right? And mm-hmm. mad people are going to like it, right? But how many people are going to mm-hmm. show up, ready, mm-hmm. strapped? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like that's it. <laughs> that's number one. That's number one. But number two, like, how far would we really get? How far will we really get if if we're going to resolve to a war on mm-hmm. this soil in this day and age? You know what I'm saying? We will be we will be going backwards, and then we'll be starting from the reconstruction. You know what I'm saying? And listen, mm-hmm. ain't nobody got time for a reconstruction. We got time for a revolution. Do we have time for the reconstruction if we really terrorize this country that we built? We built this. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? We don't got time to go backwards. We can only go forward. Mm-hmm. And so well, that's what I mean when I say mm-hmm. that <laughs> the only way is up. The only way. You, can't, you cannot, mm-hmm. for your voice to be heard, for mm-hmm. them to take you seriously, you have to have a better paying job. You have to be mm-hmm. an authority figure. You have to have the experience. You have to have the knowledge. Otherwise, they're not going to take you seriously. They're going to be like, all right, that's your opinion. It don't change nothing, though. That's why I'm saying you have to be the change. You cannot just want the change. Yeah. 
I yeah, mean, I, I hear everything you're saying. You know, yeah, and, and yeah. I, I mean, they I, I just, I feel that I, like I said, I, I, I agree with both parts. I think if I had to develop a thesis for it, we do all of those things that we're both mentioning. We become a force to reckon with, and we make progress. But I just feel in my heart, and we could agree to disagree. But yeah, I feel outraged. In my heart, Rightfully so. I, I, I feel in my heart we can, we can build together and be stronger as a community, but I feel like in, the only way we're going to break that shell, that shell of that white supremacy nucleus, is it has, it has to be a form of revolution. It has to be a form of revolution yes. for us to get over that, that, that hump. Yes. You know what I mean? But we all it's have right. to be awake for it. You yeah. know what I'm Ooh. saying? Like, we can't be and like, that, we all have to be awake for it. Those are the things I'm alluding to. Like we gotta start eating better. We gotta be more conscious. We gotta we gotta we gotta be woke. Yeah. We gotta support one another. We got we gotta give back to the hood. We gotta we gotta strive shoot for the stars and then come back and help everybody else flourish. So I'm, when I when I say us become a force to reckon with, I'm I'm including all of those things. And I think once we really focus in on that and we all woke and we understand the goal at hand, then I think there needs to be a form of revolution for us to crack the shell of that of that white nucleus. Because we could get into we could get into a, a history conversation, and you know, and they they designed this to be the way it is today, way back then. You know what I mean? So yes. it's, it's, we have we we it's a, it's a lot of work. So the system is so not think, broken. The system is working so well. Yes, exactly. The and system that, is you hit it working, y'all. Hit it on the head. Yep. Mhm. Yeah. It ain't broken. This is how it was built. This is how it was made yeah. to run. Anybody disagree with us? Go go and research the real history of Thanksgiving and Christopher Columbus. Go research the real history of Africans yes. and Egyptians and all. Go. They yes. they designed it to be this way from back then. This right. is this is nothing surprising. So we have a lot of work to do. We we have uh, hundreds of years. Of, of racism and, and slavery and prejudiceness to to overcome. It's 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 we are mm-hmm. in, and I keep realizing that the more I learn every day, we're in such a big war than than what you think. Su- such a big war. Yeah. It's much it's much yeah. bigger than people can imagine. They think it's just a video on Facebook. This shit goes back hundreds and hundreds of years. The videos on Facebook, that's what desensitizes us from it. That's that's what takes us that's what makes us numb to it. It's it's like, oh, mm-hmm. did you did you share that? Oh yeah, I saw that video yesterday. But it, listen, I'm mm-hmm. all for the revolution. I'm all for the revolution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? And I'm I'm ready and I'm waiting because I mm-hmm. know it's coming. There's it's been coming. too much. So much it's is coming. just brewing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But once that lid flips through I tell you what, we get in there. Because now when I go outside, niggas is talking conscious. Like n- niggas yeah. up these days. Like yo, they do. everybody people people are more people are more in tune with like the five percent nation. People are more in tune with like uh spiritual African traditions. Like motherfuckers know what's up, motherfuckers know everything Donald mm-hmm. Trump's doing, they know what's happening in the world, they know all the names of niggas who got shot. And and let me tell you something, uh Barack Obama presidency presidency, it wasn't like that. So niggas is awake. It's it's we leading up to we leading up to like you said, the lid is gonna pop sooner than later. It, yeah. it's coming. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, coming. I, I feel it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yo, they, they, people, like, you gotta, don't listen to the history they teach you in school. Go read some real books. 
Yo, they came out of them. Jordan, do you remember ever learning true black history in high school? Yo, yo, Ashley, they came out of the Caucasus. How many times did we learn about the Holocaust? Mm-hmm. We taught we taught ourselves. Mm-hmm. I'm. It's so funny because yeah, listen, bad. the Jews they had it bad, they had it terrible. But that's that's all I can remember from high school is learning about the Holocaust. I ne- I don't mm-hmm. remember ever. We had what a paragraph. What was it? Just this just one section mm-hmm. on on Black history? Oh, they talked about the civil rights. They right? they talked about the Civil War and yeah. how it was a war. You know what I'm saying? But why? Mm-hmm. Why? You know what I'm saying? They painted the picture Mm -hmm. so abstract, nobody could really understand. I remember, Mm -hmm. I remember being in Mr. Gillette's class or Mr. Mr. Wade's class and talking about all of this, and I never, I never, dude, it was all hidden from us. They didn't teach us Mm -hmm. that stuff because, for whatever reason, (laughs) they we were sleeping, dude. That goes into teaching self-hatred. That goes into propaganda, manipulation through the, through the mm-hmm, media, through mm-hmm, the classroom. Mm-hmm. We are we are designed to be here. That's what people don't understand. And I learn that more and more every day. This isn't just, oh, it's so sad, black people getting the shit into the stick. No, it was designed for us to have the shit into the stick. We, we yeah. ha- they, they were cavemen. You know, we, we had... Right. Uh, Societies and communities already They came over right. over to us And was like damn this shit is dope How y'all make this work this how they y'all from us. And they learned from us And said oh no 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 and We gotta find a way to manipulate This and make us ours because we're gonna Be number two to them We The, 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 the original white men, white men Was like oh no we're gonna be the minority We gotta find a way to make this system They created ours so we could flourish And we we could be okay. There's too many of them. Like this, this, this white supremacy goes back deep. And anybody think I'm making this shit up? Go, go read some books on, on real African history. No, don't go to no no textbook in high school. Go find a book on real African and Egyptian history, the real beginning of time, the real story of Thanksgiving and Christopher Christopher Columbus. Go read some real history. This white supremacy real started from the beginning of time. Right. This is not a mystery. Right. This was not an oopsie. From racism to colorism and everything in between. Yeah. Everything every, in between. Every, everything. And, and to branch off into something else, so when we're talking about white supremacy and racism and all these things, don't you find it very unique how the National Rifle Association, the NRA, is – these motherfuckers is outraged when nothing is happening. These motherfuckers is talking about <laughs> how good guns are and how they going to keep them and how nobody going to take shit from us when nothing in the fuck is right. going on. Now we have a... I'm, now listen, we have, it's my constitutional right. Yes, it is. Now look at keep this. Going. I'm sorry, we sorry, have sorry, a, sorry, sorry. We have a law-abiding citizen who conducted himself the, the way the NRA teaches you. And a lot of people don't don't realize that you are taught once you once you obtain a firearm license to articulate that you have a weapon to the police officer and that you go and present mm-hmm. the proper documentation. We're talking about mm-hmm. a law-abiding citizen who was murdered for legally carrying a gun, and the NRA has been silent. These 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 associations these associations these groups they're not for us because if 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 that if that was a white man we'd be having a parade somewhere right now 
If that was a white man who got murdered by the police for legally carrying a, fi- a firearm and conducting himself. He's trying to make a holiday way, out of it. The, conducting himself the way the NRA teaches you, it will be, hell will be breaking loose right now. And it was a, a white a white girl? and A white woman and a white girl? Oh, hell no. Mm-hmm. We would be, we, everybody be flipping, flipping up, uh, throwing cartwheels everywhere. This should be all over CNN. Be a main topic right. on ESPN. It, it, right. it would be everywhere. The NRA, ha- the NRA don't care. The NRA don't care about black people. They don't really want niggas to have guns anyway. <laughs> these, these, the NRA is outraged when nothing is happening. So we have a law-abiding citizen who gets shot for legally carrying a gun and doing everything that. The, the NRA advises you to do when when in the presence of a police officer and y'all motherfuckers don't have nothing to say? Ah, bullshit. Bullshit. It was the cop's gun that did the shooting. It was the cop's yeah. gun that did the killing. All mm-hmm. right? Like, it, it, listen, it's ridiculous. I'm so, I'm so sick of this. I'm so sick of this. I'm so sick. Mm-hmm. Like, like, what more... What more has to be? What more can you say? Philando Castell did everything he was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Everything he was supposed to do, and still that cop went from zero to a hundred mm-hmm. right yep. after he found out that this black man has a firearm in this car. Then he escalated. Mm-hmm. He got his tone. He increased his volume. He acted like he was in trouble at that moment. Mm-hmm. You see the video. He went yep. from being calm and collected to don't 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 boom. Mm-hmm. And it's funny and it's because like, they he got off scot free, but they fired him. So he would he's not a good enough yeah. cop to be a cop no more. But he don't have to be punished for his actions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. So it's like the the police department where he worked. They they know what they what he did wrong, but mm-hmm. you know the rest of the and, the rest of the people they don't. And, and then they it's not even us, a judge made that decision. Then they promised it's the jury that made trial. that decision. But let's get into the jury. Ten white jurors, two black jurors. That's how the bullshit is, I'm how talking about. How is that about. any kind of fair? How is that fair? That's the bullshit I'm talking about. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's the bullshit I'm talking about. That 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 majority is constantly making the decisions. Why? You couldn't mm-hmm. find enough. You couldn't find enough to even out the odds. Come on now. You got Bullshit. two black jurors, you got two of them, and you got ten white like-minded jurors all saying, I, re- I, I read the statements talking about, oh, the police officer made a mistake. So his mistake mm-hmm. got a man killed, lost his life, mm-hmm. scarred his daughter, scarred his girlfriend for life. Ended. His I, life is ended, dude. And I, I don't... <laughs> he, I don't I, I, <laughs> I don't think it was a mistake, but what I will say, I'll say this. It wasn't a mistake. Something I heard Uncle Murder say a while back, though, another shooting maybe a year or two ago was, okay, what about the little black boys who make mistakes? He said, yo, you know what it's like being in the streets when some shit go down? You might shoot a nigga by accident. You might make the wrong decision. And niggas go, these little, some of these little black kids go to jail. Sorry. Oh, yeah, they, they go to jail for life, dude. They do 25 they, they, to life. They go to jail sorry. They go to jail heartbroken. They go they, they, they damn that situation escalated. It was a, a mistake. I made a bad decision. It was an accident. That wasn't supposed to transpire that way. 
where where is where is all of that sensitivity for those for those groups of people? There is none. So so, so it's okay there when a police none. officer kills somebody and it's a mistake, but it's not a mistake when a little black boy do it by accident. No, it's not okay. It's not okay, and I don't know who said it's okay, but it's not. That should never come out anybody's lips. It's never okay to kill and anybody. Then, but your job is to protect and serve, and you only protecting and serving yourself right now. And that is not your job. That is not your duty. They were just bad, and they think that they're. What you say? You know what I don't. You know what I don't get though. Like, I said to my girlfriend, I said, you know, it's funny. We spend all these fucking tax dollars on body cam and dash cam equipment, thinking that it's gonna bring. They don't even matter anymore. But but listen, know what I told my girlfriend? Um, we still gonna let cops get off scot free. Why don't we take that taxpayer dollars instead of buying all this equipment? We put it towards the school system. Let's put it towards something that's actually same- be beneficial. <laughs> they too busy tearing them down in Chicago, building jails instead. <laughs> that's crazy. Like why why we waste why we waste taxpayer money on all this equipment that on, we not on even on cop cams, dash cams, all of this. Right. But we don't even use it. Right. <laughs> right. Or, or you know, the witness to the crime who's actually making the video, now they're a criminal. Mm-hmm. Diamond? Yeah. She's, she, all she did was record the, the killing of her boyfriend, and now she's handcuffed for it. Yeah. For being and, a witness, and, for and spreading uh, the word. The, the investigative team, they low-key behind the scenes was was trying to find a way to get that Facebook video. They were they were really upset that it was a Facebook live and that it wasn't just a regular recording cuz they they mm-hmm. they didn't want that mm-hmm. out there like that. They were they were and I even if even if you watch the interrogation, they, they like they don't make it real obvious. They're not like, "Yo, we need that fucking video. You can't do nothing with that." But they're like, "Yo, it's a copy on your phone, right? We're going to need your phone. We're going to have to get that." that, that, that. They they were outraged that that video Got to so yeah. many eyes. They didn't. They didn't want yep. to. so. But it, my, my thing is, if the cop didn't do nothing wrong, then why are you so worried about it? If the if the because, cop is innocent, why why are we so worried about it? Because the truth is right there. <laughs> and now they're, they're trying they they're trying to truth. tell the story a different way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're I don't. Trying, understand they're, trying all this. The, they're trying to paint the. Mm, they're trying to paint the. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's, I'm it's just crazy. a little furious. I'm I'm outraged. And no, it's crazy. When you want to get in, see, people, When you, once you get woke, and can't no racist person have no debate with you because racism is just based off emotion. There's no, there's no, nothing factual that goes around racism because when people want to say, oh, well, that man was going to kill the cops. Okay, 71% of cops killed last year was by white folk, not niggas. Eighty-four percent of people who kill or killed white people last year. Eighty-four percent of, of the white people who got killed was other white people. Mm-hmm. So we, John. So so where is the level of fear? Where is the intensity towards your culture? Because y'all are harming y'all police and y'all harming each other. <laughs> right. Everybody want to talk about black on black crime. White is just as much black on black crime as there is white on white crime. You cannot debunk my argument with that. I think it's eighty four percent to like ninety percent. It's the same shit. Mm. And seventy one percent of people who killed cops last year was white people. 
So what are we? To, where where does this fear of 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 black people come into play? Fear is it's in not, the melanin, it's based, Jordan. It's not based, and that's that's what I'm getting at, Ashley. It's because people want to talk and they want to talk society. Let's talk numbers, because because right. when, when you look at the numbers, that shit don't make sense. So you are absolutely right, and that's where I was going with it. You you are just you just hate black people and you scared of black people. This is not about per, uh, odds. This is not about percentage. This is not about statistics. As if we were living in American society based off numbers, we would all be terrified of the white man. Because the, cause the white man is more likely to kill a cop. And a white man is just as likely to kill his peer as Pookie from the projects. Don't let them confuse you. Don't get it twisted. If you want to co- you want to compare crime and evilness. Oh man. They love redirecting the conversation. They love recon- yeah. re- They love mentioning, well, yeah, cops kill black people, but black people kill black people. Shut up. It's not about that. First you, of all, know it's, know it's stay funny. on topic number 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's funny because most people making those kind of uh, are creating those kind of debates and arguments. They don't even know those statistics I just named. They don't. Yes, they you don't walk outside. You are 84 percent likely for a white person to come and kill you before my black ass. And if you are, <laughs> if you are a cop, you are 71 percent likely for a Caucasian person to kill you. It's in my black ass. But that's like you said, that's mm-hmm. not the narrative. And that's not the depiction that they create in the media. Like we gotta wake up, people. Like, we not, gotta wake up. We gotta. We got. We, and that, and that goes. That ties into what we were just explaining about our history. We've allowed them. We've allowed them to recreate our narratives and 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 tell us our history and what we should or shouldn't be doing. They've put blindfolds on us. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and, and all these all, all of these points, all of these points intertwine with one another. Because when 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 a black person doesn't know those statistics we just discussed, that's where self hate comes in. Because because it's, it's really mm-hmm. niggas walking out here, and that's the fir- whenever I have a conscious conversation with a sleep black person, that's the only that's the first argument. Well, nigga, we well how are we gonna expect them to love us if if we kill each other? Well, they kill each other too, just as much. Mhm. Well, 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 the cops probably we we so. Scary, we you know what I mean the cops think we criminals. Niggas niggas be shooting at the cops. Uh, white white people kill the cops more than us. And and know it's crazy. Next time anybody's listening, have one of those debates. Just say just say those two statistics. You watch a nigga whole facial expression change. Mm-hmm. You could you could go from from talking to a completely sleep black person to a, so a, somebody saying nigga what. They they want to hear more more what you got to say now because because you've lifted the blindfold off their eyes now and I like what you got to say now if we can only get some chains off your brain then we'll, <laughs> then we'll start making changes out here we we, we sleepwalking we sleepwalking we sleepwalking for sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we are we are sleepwalking sad fact yeah and to, sad, I, I want to touch on I want to touch on what actually took place at the scene. So I got a few notes here. One of my notes is mm-hmm. they said one a scientist said in the courtroom that due to due to the trajectory of 
the shot this officer fired, he could have very easily killed Diamond Reynolds and their young daughter. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's funny, though, because he, he was very adamant about saying, I was only trying to shoot him. I was only pointing at him. You, you, Can you, you could, imagine? You could, very, could, you, could you imagine that? And no, it's funny because niggas still wouldn't be that, be mad. But could you imagine? Niggas still will be asleep. Right. They will find ways to deny it. But could you imagine that? He could have very easily killed the entire family. He really could have. You know, and then what would it be? Would it, would it yep. still be an accident? And you no, know what else? If if he kills the whole family, the world never sees diamonds live either. Facts. Facts. When they found when they when they found Philando's gun, it wasn't even fire ready. It, the gun wasn't even ready to be shot. <laughs> wasn't it in the glove compartment? He didn't even have it on his person. He, you know, he, like he, did, ha- he his... did have it on him. He did have it on him, but it wasn't. Was it in I, I don't, the car? They said it. They said it wasn't fire ready. I don't. I, I. I'm not a shooter, so I don't understand guns. So I don't know if it had ammunition in it. But they were saying something about the chamber. Like he couldn't. Pretty much. Long story short, he couldn't have just pulled it out like a cowboy and be like pow, pow, pow. It wasn't fire ready at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this man, yo, he shot him seven times. Seven bullets. Seven bullets. You spaz. You went crazy. Poor man. What you mean? <laughs> and he had a partner. And he mm-hmm. had a partner. And he still thought that, that was necessary. They shot him seven times. You know what else, Ashley? You know, it's something I pointed out to my girlfriend. I watched. I've been. Pre- I've been preparing to have this conversation with you all day, and I've. I've watched that video so many times, and. One of the first things I noticed about that video was he's getting pulled over for a traffic stop, right? Mm-hmm. But the minute the cop gets out the car and starts walking towards his vehicle, he already has his, his hand on his gun. If you can pull this nigga over for a brake light, what you ready to shoot for, my nigga? Hmm. You already you already got your hand on your gun and then something else he did, once he once he shot him, yo, Ashley, watch this. When you watch the video, you could look at the, the numbers on the bottom of the screen. Yo, he yeah. held that gun in front of that man for about five minutes, I think. Let me tell you, and some people right. are going to go, oh, that, that's protocol, this and that. Listen to this. It gets even better. So mm-hmm. once his backup and everything arrived, we're talking maybe 10 officers on the scene now. Do you know they had to, like, push him? One of his Caucasian peers was like, bro. Like you could put the gun down and back up. I'm here, and it, he yo he like he literally went crazy. He went crazy, like he had to like pick him up. He his peer, not 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 no reporter, not no investigator, no one of his peers, a fellow officer, had to explain to him, bro, I'm here to relieve you. We got it from here. Back the fuck up. Like he had to get aggressive with him. It wasn't like oh I got it from here. He was like, yo, I got it, bro. Like, he had to get aggressive with him. Like, this nigga was in a trance. So, that conversation's... Go ahead. I want to get your take on that. It was probably his first nigga that he killed. He's, you know, in shock. 
You know what I'm saying? I, at the very least, he he didn't go there with the intention to kill. You know, so he, I could see where he he must have been like shocked, like what the hell did I just do? I'm in trouble right now. But that just goes to show that you are trained this way. This is embedded in your in your mm-hmm. medulla. You know what I'm saying? That black people are right. bad, that you have to resort to killing them. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? He probably did realize what he did after the fact, but shit, Philando's already gone now. He's already yeah. gone now. You cannot take it back. And that just goes to show that this is embedded in you. This is ingrained in you that, that black people for some whatever for whatever reason are a threat. Mm-hmm. So he, he may mm-hmm. he may have been feeling regret and he couldn't pull down that gun and he just wanted everybody to see him in his in his position in his final position. That's why he couldn't put the gun down. Listen, I don't know what was in mm-hmm. his head except for the but fact you know, that black men are bad. You know what, Ashley? Though, like at the same, you know, we got to look at though, like we human beings, and you know, mm-hmm. saying he was in shock is a is a reasonable argument and debate, but. I'm going to mention a, a few other things before we get off. There was not a slight sign of any sympathy. Like, and, right. and, my, and my mother told me she, she I, I don't know exactly the video, but my mother, sh- my mother saw a video of a cop shoot a, 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 a black man for a misunderstanding. Like, it was very similar to the Philando Castillo thing. He thought he was reaching for a gun. He was reaching for his wallet. It gave him confused instructions. And the cop went to his aid and was and was crying like, "Yo, I, you scared me! Like, I didn't want to shoot you! Like, why'd you do that? Like, it was he was saddened! Like, I didn't want to shoot you! Like, I'm so sorry!" It was the level of sympathy. Like, this nigga didn't care. You held you held a gun in a, a dead man's face for five minutes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and then and then when he went. And one of the last things I'll touch on is his conversation he had with like the investigator person. There was no remorse. He was angry at Philando. I told his ass. He right. was cursing. Right. right. Why did he do? There was right. no acceptance. There was and not one and not one point. At least from my from my visual point of view in that video, did he take any responsibility or have any level of sympathy? Mm-hmm. Not at one point did he go, oh, my God, what did I do? I'm so sorry. Oh, my right. God, I did that in front of his daughter. Oh, my, nothing. He said, oh, right. I fucking told him. I fuck, fuck. I told then, him. I'm not, I'm not being extra. This is how he talks in the video. This is, this is yes. how he was. Yes. Yes. This is how he spoke. Fuck, I told him not to do that shit. Fuck. And then he refers to right. him as, what did he, he refers to him as the dude. Like, like not, not, right. not the gentleman, not the man. I told the dude. The dude. Really? <laughs> I saw that too. I remember that. He he was instantly he was thinking he was making his story right then and there. I told him not to. You told him not to what? You told him yeah. not to what? And and something else he said he, he was. He instantly yo, this started guy. starting to blame anybody but himself. Exactly. Even though he's the reason why this is happening right now. He refuses to assume any responsibility for it. Ooh, that made me so livid. Ooh, oh. that made me so mad. No responsibility. You actually, you can hear him say, Ashley, yo, make sure you call for backup and get the road blocked off. Nigga, yo, you just murdered somebody. You worried about traffic, nigga? Yes, because <laughs> what? 
if they see what's happening right now, there'll be more Facebook Live videos of this. Dude, there'll be chaos right there where the crime happened. Block these streets and let's com- let's compile the story. Let's compile and, the story and, before this can make sense. He wasn't the, but it wasn't just him. It was his peers too. All of his peers are are calling him buddy, pal. They're referring to him to positive, enlightening gestures. Like it's it's all good. It's just another day on the block. It's nothing crazy happened. There, I I witnessed from no one, and and know what? No, it's crazy. We see this constantly with our culture because we saw a, a lack of sensitivity when Jason Negron got killed in Bridgeport. They they over here uh they were like he was already handcuffed dying and they rolling him over on the street and shit. They looking at him, fidgeting with him. Like, yo, really? <laughs> and, and, and then and then they left it they left this boy handcuffed in the street. For like six hours, talking about all oh, the 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 investigative team was behind schedule. You left somebody's son on the concrete for six hours, so this is not new. Yeah. We constantly see a lack of sensitivity for when it comes to our people. Nobody cares. Mhm. And that's why people they don't. think I'm crazy. People think I'm crazy because I compare situations like this to Sandy Hook. Like yo, we watched we we all these. Poor children got murdered in the school, and there was this outcry. We were all so sad, and we do all these different events and parades and, commu- and community gatherings, and we're trying to change the gun laws and this and that. A nigga get killed in Bridgeport, ah, just flip his ass over with handcuffs on. He's going to die in a minute anyway. Philando Castillo mm-hmm. get killed in Minnesota. They come, hey, buddy, hey, pal, you okay? Yeah, fuck. I, I don't know what the fuck was wrong with the nigga. I, I, fuck, fuck. Is, is he okay? Is the officer yeah, okay? Are you asking the officer, is he okay? And 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 no no remorse no sympathy no sensitivity towards black life. You are gonna hold your gun in front of this dead man for five minutes? Come on, bro. Like go, at the end of the day, badge or not, no matter what color you are, like we all humans. We we like we we are all humans, and I really feel like at this point it's gotten so bad. I'm not I'm not supportive of any cop at this point unless you are. Coming out boldly saying, I disagree with that. I don't respect that from my peers. We need to make a change. Right. I, heard a, I heard a cop right. on Hot 97 say, well, I don't know the details of the case. Fuck you. You just as racist and ignorant as the, as the redneck. Yep. I, yep. I, like, I, and, I know, I, and I told my girlfriend this morning, because I was, I was livid. I was livid after I watched the video. I said, I am tired of subcategorizing everyone. Well, this cop is not a racist, but he don't really do much for the black community, but he always turned a blind eye with something bad. But he's a good guy. Well, Sarah, my friend at work, she's not a racist, but she never cares when things like this really happen. And she kind of says condescending things, but I think she's a good person. I'm tired of trying to figure everybody out. Mm-hmm. If, if if you're not for us, you're against us. And that's the code I'm living by right now. So, so and, yeah. and I put it on Facebook. I put it on Facebook. I said, fuck the good cops. Fuck the bad cops. Fuck the white cops. Fuck the black cops. Unless you are standing up for us and going, that is that looks crazy, and in no way, shape, or form can I consider somebody like that my peers, and I, and we need to do everything as we can as a union and as a community to make sure that never happens to anybody else because that is ex- explicitly heinous. Unless you have a stance like that, fuck you too. Fuck the police to you too. Yeah. I don't care how many Thanks. times you go and mentor 
in the prisons and how many times you go and talk to niggas in school and tell them to go to college. Unless you are coming, standing you know up why? as an... Go ahead. You know, it's funny because my, my friend was talking about that today, and I could not agree with you more. It's like, yeah, the, the, good, shop, the good cops that they show on social media, on the news or whatever, they're not in any real position to, to you know, show their, their righteousness. They, yeah, they, they're giving ice cream to a, to a kid. You know what I'm saying? This is not mm-hmm. a, a challenging situation. Of course that cop is going to be good because there's nothing really going on right here. But where, 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 show me the, the good cops to me are the ones who would, you know, stand up when they see an injustice, when their partners are, are doing something wrong. It's not, it's not the cops that go, you know, and hand out balloons in the, in the community. Fuck all that shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. about that. Where are you when the times get tough? I see your true colors. And that's, that's when I'll I make my decision whether you're a good cop or a bad cop. You, that's you how can I do, feel. You actually. can do this job every day when it's easy. When it's mm-hmm. easy, it's real. It's, <laughs> this is the best job in the world, right? Everybody loves you. You're, you're giving y'all ice cream. You know what I'm saying? I remember in the terrace, they, these cops mm-hmm. were actually passing out ice cream. Like, look at me. I'm a cop. I'm handing out ice cream. You know what I'm saying? But, mm-hmm. but let it be a situation that happened with Philando. When you mm-hmm. have to really exercise that that justice, let's keep it let's keep it in our backyard, Ashley. Where where was the outcry yeah, yeah, yeah. from his peers when Jason DeGron got killed? How many cops did you see right. standing out saying that's dead wrong? I can't support right. that. No, right. but but see, and me and Patrika had a minor conversation in my last episode. These niggas. Is, and we, we kind of just spoke about it earlier, too, about the, the nucleus of white supremacy. We are all assimilated. We all assimilate into this white supremacist culture. So guess what? That black man, he can't say nothing about, oh, that's wrong, because he's going to lose his job. But I'm so fed up to the point now. I'm like, I don't care. Get another job. We need to get come together and talk about what's right and what's wrong, not about your paycheck at the end of the week. So I don't. I have little sympathy for the good cops at this point, unless you are using your platform and using your voice and fighting with us to say that's wrong. But now a lot of these niggas, like, well, I don't know. Every situation is different. And I don't know what that happened in the court. And I don't, and I don't know. Right. And you, know, right. you can't, you can't feel like that about all cops because there are some, look, I don't, I don't care about that bitch ass conversation no more. If you're not with us, you against us. And I, and I feel the same way about regular day-to-day mm-hmm. civilians on the street. I don't want to hear about, well, you know, you have to objectively look at it, and you don't know what you would do if you – we could end the conversation right there. You not on my mm-hmm. team. We don't even mm-hmm. have to debate. You over there, I'm over here. I'm we tired don't. of – sub. I don't want to subcategorize people anymore. Either either you with us or you against us. That's it. Because you, you hear when when cops speak up about these things, they want so much sympathy. They're like, oh, you don't know. My job is dangerous. And I don't care no more. Are you standing up and saying that's wrong and we we not going to tolerate that? Mm-hmm. No, you assimilate into the system. So you not for us. Straight up. I don't care how many ice cream cones you give out. Crazy. It's, it, 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 it's, it's ridiculous. You know what I mean? And, and and if you even look at the case and the way they they begin to slander Philando's character, like he literally went from this loving That's the first father, thing they do. That's the always. first thing they do. He, like he They're goes like, from all right, a let's, lo- let's find some dirt on him. Mm-hmm. He went from a polite, loving, 
gentleman, this this great father, a leader in the community, to a drug dealing, drug abusing psychomaniac. Like the guy actually said, I thought, I thought he was. This cop actually alluded to something of a nature where he said, "Oh, I thought he was going to kill me and his family." So when you pull him over, now he's a, and then something else. He he adds all this stuff in later. Like when you when anybody reads when he talks about the marijuana and he talks about, oh oh I thought he was a criminal. All that came later, and and that's the last thing I'm gonna do before we hang. I'm break I'm gonna break down his conversation at the scene. All of that stuff yeah. came later. So when you pull this man over, he became a psychomaniac who was gonna kill you and his family. He was a criminal from a a crime you had solved previously or he was a suspect he was a drug dealer he was a drug abuser he was aggressive he was scary like because you pulled him over for a traffic light no and and it's amazing how you can watch like you said that's the first thing they do it's amazing you can sit there and watch them slander this man's character he was he was a leader in the community he was a law-abiding citizen he he was taking care of a girl who wasn't even his genetically his but now all of a sudden he's a drug dealing, drug abusing, aggressive, violent psychomaniac. Come on, my nigga. Because they gotta they gotta construct the, the defense. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. so why why but, was this justified? That's, that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to explain to the listeners. It that that wasn't who he was. Like the first thing they do is right. slander somebody's name. They add all these right. asterisks. That's the first thing they do. And they always do this with black people. They always try to slander us as you you know we're supposed to be we're victims in this and then they're still trying to trying to you know justify why mm-hmm. the killing was was justified was was right why it had to be done mm-hmm. why he deserved it they did the same thing with Trayvon Martin they did the okay. same thing with Eric Gardner they did the and, same thing with Sandra Bland you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. they ooh ooh that gets me so mad they really said Eric so, Gardner deserved to die because Char- he was selling cigarettes outside the corner store Charlena Lyles. <laughs> Charlene Lyles, pregnant woman who just got killed by the police last week. I mean, (laughs) come on. The list goes on and on and on and on. Sean Bell, he was killed on his wedding day. You know what I'm saying? But they always Mm -hmm. they love to paint the picture like like we're bad people. We're just trying to we're just trying to live, dude. At the end of the day, we just want to be left alone. Cedric Douglas said it best. For real. We just want to be left alone. Just leave me alone. Like alone. nobody cared. There was no sensitivity. Like I got to even in the interrogation room, they had said something to her like, "Oh, well, we gonna bring your daughter to the hospital for like therapy and shit." And she was like, "Ain't no coming back from this." And then uh, she said, um, "There's none." And then actually, he was in critical condition. I think he died on the scene, but they were telling her he was in critical condition. And um, they got the news during the interrogation. Yo, Ashley, do you know they tried to continue the interrogation after she got the news that she just lost her boyfriend? Hmm. They're like, okay, all right, I know that nigga dead, but back to these questions. Right. That, that, like, Listen, what you got to ask me, I was right there then, when it and happened. Then, and then people think I'm crazy and I'm angry and I'm violent. No. Yo, this man, this woman, her daughter is traumatized for life. And her and her man is gone, and you want to ask me some more questions, nigga? You ain't got nothing to ask me. Yeah. It's, and it's, she kept her composure. Is it? It's oh my god. 
even if, uh, after Trevor Noah second. Yes, I saw that. I saw that video. She still called him after. sir. Still called him sir. Still did not forget her role in this. Because mm-hmm. she knows that if she slip up, that baby girl is going to be an orphan now. You know what I'm saying? Still called him sir knowing he don't deserve it. Knowing that yep. in this situation, ooh, Lord knows. They told, listen, if it couldn't have been me, thank the Lord, because I cannot... I could not have kept my composure that well to still give this man respect after he just murdered my husband, my man right in front of me. Mm-hmm. Shit. Shit. That just goes to show we are far better equipped for inclusion than they are. They never, they was mm-hmm. never ready. They never wanted us to be included. They never wanted us to be integrated like the way we are. They don't know how to deal with us in social settings. They don't know how to deal with us. They they just see us and then they stay away, but they don't know how to interact. Listen, mm-hmm. God, it's, it's, I'm so glad you pointed that Trevor Noah video out because mm-hmm. it's it's really important that people understand that, that people listen to that, that people remember that she still called him sir. She did. She never lost. She never broke out of character. I know what Ever. she was really thinking. I know what she was really thinking. But she never broke out of character, mm-hmm. and she still gave him the respect that he demands in that badge. Like he, like he deserves that badge. Mm-hmm. Like he deserves that that respect to be called sir. You're a monster at this point. There was Absolutely. no sir. There was no sir. Ooh, that made me. It just it just goes to show, man. It just it just speaks profoundly. Like she's still here, setting an example for that little girl in the back seat. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it, so it's ridiculous. So Meanwhile, like, you got the cop uh-huh. totally frantic. He more he panicking more than her. Blood all over her body. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He panicking more. I told him. Mm-hmm. I told him. I told him. What? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, like like I said, he he went from a, a loving, caring dad. Who was a leader in the community to a uh, a murderer to a drug dealer to a yeah, drug yeah, abuser yeah. a drug to, dealer they love to blame uh, on the weed uh, to to uh, he now he was a, a a suspect in a prior crime like I thought you pulled him over <laughs> for tail light like you you gave this nigga a whole new background like you rewrote his whole right. life story from one tail light right. pullover. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I really paid the very, you know? I paid so much close attention to that last conversation, and people probably turned the video off by at this point. But he is talking to what it sounds like to be an investigator, and she says to him, "Are you okay?" And like I said earlier, he was very vulgar. He was very loud and aggressive. He was very angry at Philando. He never took any acceptance and and his behavior or what he could have done differently. So he's like, I'm fucked up right now. She says, I need you to breathe. And she asks him, which direction did you fire the gun? And we, we spoke about this. He says, I had it pointed down, but the scientist said the way he shot, it could have ricocheted and killed everybody. And he didn't know how many times he even shot the brother. Why? You shoot him anyway, right? But, he lost count. He just started firing. 
Now, I never shot a gun before. What is it? Click, 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 click. Is that how it works? So you mean to tell me, <laughs> how many bullets was it? Seven? Seven. Seven, seven rounds. get it together for seven. Seven rounds. And, and 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 then you held the gun in front of his face for five minutes after you shot him seven times. And Diamond Reynolds said he's shot more bullets than he spoke words. Mm-hmm. So I and, and that goes back to me saying how we need to police our own communities because how could you know he was such a threat so quickly and then be wrong? Now if this guy was a career thug and all, if a whole different story of Philando's background came out. We could say, oh, this guy had great judgment. No. Like, if, for example, Philando came out to be a mass murderer. We'd be like, oh, this nigga had great mm-hmm. judgment. Like, now you talk about a guy who's a leader in the community who knew all 500 of his students' names in the cafeteria. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you dropped the ball, mm-hmm. my nigga. You really dropped the ball on this one. So um, he, he, he starts to articulate to her. He says, um, Oh, Philando, he's referring, now that this is the cop referring to Philando, he says, he was sitting in the car, seatbelted, I told him, can I see your license, and then he told me he has a firearm. Now, when you watch the video, really pay attention to the video, Philando only gives him his registration, so this means Mm -hmm. Philando still had to reach in his wallet to to Mm -hmm. surrender his license. So... The cop says again, I told him not to reach for it, and he went down to grab it. I told him not to reach for it. If you listen, Philando says, I'm not reaching for it. I'm not. And you, you really have to pay attention to the video because he had already received prior instructions to surrender his license. So the only re- the real reason that he told him about the gun was because he was going to see it. So he said he was and, right. and uh, his girlfriend his girlfriend says this during the interrogation. If anybody wants to watch that video, he was telling him like, "Yo, you're gonna see my gun. It's in my way, cause I got it." And he and, and he start the cop starts to refer to, "Oh, it seemed like something bigger and bulky than a wallet." His girlfriend says he had a one. He's one of those guys who carry a thick black wallet with a rubber band on it. So he's articulating to the officer, "I'm I'm going in my person to get the." The identification that you are requiring from me, but I, I want to make you aware so that you're more comfortable that I have a firearm in front of my person in order for me to surrender my license. And then right. the, the the cops the cop says he didn't tell me where the gun was. I didn't know where the gun was. You didn't have a long enough conversation to find any of that out. Yeah, he says that. He says he didn't tell me where the gun was. I didn't know where the gun was. It was bigger than a wallet. And he would, then he starts you to make it seem like... You didn't even have enough time to assess all of that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> because he... Philando had about 10 seconds between I have a firearm to his demise. So where did that cop have time to evaluate the difference in size between a bulky wallet and a gun yeah. he might be carrying uh, uh, on his... Something I said to my girlfriend, I said, but he is the cop. He is in control of that situation. So he could have pulled out his gun and pointed it at Philando and said, put your hands up. I don't know what we're doing right now. I'm confused. He could, he could have told Philando, put your hands up and put his gun on him without shooting and said, I need, what is going on? Let's slow down. 
He could have made him get out the car. He could have made him put his hands on his hood. There's so many different approaches right. he could have taken. He right. did a lot of assuming. He did mm-hmm. a lot of assuming. And he gave mm-hmm. Philando very poor instructions. Because you can't tell somebody one thing and then when they react you know in a in a their their answer or their reaction is different than what you expected that you just go haywire. Because he right. wasn't expecting him to have a gun. But Philando's saying, Yo, I'm doing everything mm-hmm. you asked me to do. You're gonna whip you're gonna see my gun on my person as I reach for my wallet, just letting you know it's here. But I'm gonna go ahead and get that license. Mm-hmm. This guy says, Don't pull it up, don't pull, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. You you didn't you didn't even As if you said, I'm gonna kill you. Yes. That's a, as, as if you put it perfectly. Right. You put it perfectly. He reacted as if Philando said, I'm going to murder you now. Right. And 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 you people Just you so really you know. gotta you have to break down the context of that that very short discussion. He had already received prior instructions. He was following the prior instructions, and if you want to be technical, he was making the cop aware of the firearm on his person so that the cop would be more comfortable and that he wouldn't act abruptly. Because he was saying, I have to go behind the gun to get my wallet. I'm letting you know it's here. I'm going, I'm getting my license. And he probably, he's not, this guy is not thinking he's about to die. So he's probably like, he, he's, I, I would imagine Philando probably had his, his head down, even though this guy says he was staring in the gaze, which is bullshit. Probably bullshit. I didn't even hear Diamond say he was staring in some kind of gaze. He probably had his head down reaching for his wallet. He was like, nah, bro, I'm not getting my gun. And he's getting his, his, his license. And before he could even get his wallet out of his pants, he's dead. So, so you you react off impulse and fear, and you give me bad instructions, but I'm I'm the I'm the uh, the aggressor. Right. Meanwhile, I'm seeing I'm sitting in my car with my seatbelt on and my daughter in the back seat. Yes. But yes. I'm still posing a threat to you. I'm still a threat. You know the only and- thing threatening. Was that gun in his face? But to the cops, mm-hmm. it was the color of his skin and nothing else. Nothing else about that situation. Nothing else about that situation said, "All right, I, I might be in danger here." And he had a partner with him the entire time. So why mm-hmm. still would you resort to firing your weapon? You have your partner here. You there have you have two your partner against one right now. Yeah, two and like one. A, and you mean to tell me? I'm not even mad at him getting nervous though. You could you could be nervous and handle it correctly. You, you he could have said to him, "Yo, you making me nervous, bro. You making me nervous. I'm gonna have to have you get out the car. We're gonna have to do this over." You know he could have. Mm-hmm. T- I'm I'm even in a obviously it's still still a level of racism, but if he would have said, "I'm I'm 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 putting my gun on you because I don't trust you and you you making me scared." We're going to handle this a different way. Get out the car, put your hands on the hood. That would still be racist and wrong, mm-hmm. but at least he'd be still alive today. He'd still be alive. And the last thing mm-hmm. I'm going to say is he says to the investigator, I don't know. He was staring straight ahead in some kind of mm-hmm. gaze. I was just getting fucking nervous. So he admits right here in that 10-minute video that he reacted off fear and impulse. He says to the investigator that he doesn't lo- use logic. I don't know how this this jury 
let all of this I don't know either. He says to the investigator in that video, I didn't use my judgment. I reacted off fear and impulse. He said, I was just getting fucking nervous. And then stumbles over his words. He 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 loses his train of thought his train of thought during the questioning, and he says, "Well, all I do know is I told him to get his hand off his gun." So not only you just say you reacted off fear and impulse, you saying you don't even know what the fuck happened, and you don't even know how he was responding to your to your interrogation, how he was responding to the instructions you were giving him. You just know what he you told him to do, and you're not really sure what happened after that, and you reacted off fear and you killed him. Oh, it's, it, he he tells you what he did. I'm not. I'm, anybody can watch the video. This is the last two and a half minutes of the video. This conversation with the investigator. He says, "Well, all I do know is I told him to get his hand off his gun." So that's all you know. We talking about a life or death situation. We talking about you killing somebody. You talking about you talking about being scared and nervous and reacting off impulse and what you do know, what you can and can't remember. That's somebody's son. What are you talking about what you can and right. can't remember, bruh? Right. He literally says, Well, what I do know is I told him to get his hand off his gun. But you didn't but you didn't even entertain a dialogue long enough to know exactly what was right. transpiring or taking place between the two of you. True. It literally there, happened. He was in the interaction was a minute at most between him and Philando. At most. He walked up to the car, asked for the t- license and registration, and fired his weapon like 10 seconds after. There was no time to think. There was no time to evaluate the situation. Nothing. Nothing. He never, he never made it to ID. He never got that yeah. far. He acted solely off of impulse. Solely. Off of what he heard and seen in movies, I don't know how he how they're training in Minnesota, but he acted accordingly because that's how he was trained. He was trained to think that way because you know they probably got pictures of black. Like I said before, they probably have pictures of hooded black men, right? That they're using mm-hmm. as target practice. All right, so he just looked like another one of them. This is this is what and, they sh- they tell me criminals look like. Yeah. This and like is what I, I said think before, look like. there was no remorse or sensitivity, and 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 I have myself, I've witnessed, like I said, the the, the video my mother told me about. I I'm aware of cops making those kind of mistakes and coming to the the victim's aid and being sorry. This guy didn't. This guy was how you mad at somebody for you shooting them? Mm-hmm. Fuck! I told him what the fucking do. You just you just. Mm-hmm. And that's some real white boy shit too. Let's let's get around. You you shoot a nigga and you walking around with your chest out screaming fucking shit and and being all mm-hmm. vulgar. And you you mad at the you mad at the guy you killed because you didn't want to entertain a dialogue a conversation long enough to know everything that was happening and you reacted off fear and impulse. Eat a dick, bro. And I and I like and I like what his mother said. She said, "I hope that nigga died tonight." And I agree. That nigga deserved everything coming from him. He deserved insomnia. He deserved stress, depression. He all deserved the burn. He it. deserved the burn in hell. And something that makes me so angry about all of these stories is not one time do these motherfuckers come out 
and and have any kind of sympathy towards the family. That's just such a smack in the face. Tell me about it. We all because when uh, Terrence Crutcher's murderer Betty Shelby, mm-hmm. I think one of her last statements mm-hmm. to everybody was, "Yo, like I, that nigga had it coming. I didn't do nothing wrong. That's his fault." Like it, we just that we could just coming. be you know, yeah, we we could we could just be you know shoved away. She said, "Oh, Terrence Crutcher brought that on himself. I, I did every I did everything absolutely right. Like ain't like yo, where's where your soul at? Like where your conscience? So I, I any 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 bad spirits or negative energy coming towards those people, you you garner that. You deserve that. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. But Jordan, we agree on so many things. We disagree on a few, but we agree yeah. on so much more. It's okay yeah. though, because we're still I, brothers I, I, and sisters in this. And listen, right. we gonna well, make I, it though. We gonna we, we gonna do yeah. our part, and we gonna we gonna make a difference. I'm so sure of that. Mm-hmm. We gonna do it for those that couldn't, those that didn't get mm-hmm. the chance, those that are constantly getting killed mm-hmm. off. That's who we're gonna do this for. Mm-hmm. We gonna name yeah. it after them, and we gonna have something that lasts. Because hashtags don't last, don't have no longevity, but Mm -hmm. they don't. But we gonna create something that will, and I'm so sure of that. We yeah we we owe we owe it to them. We owe it to the Trayvons Mm -hmm. of the world. We Mm -hmm. owe it to the Mm -hmm. Philandos of Mm -hmm. the world. Charlene Lyles of the world. Like it's 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 bad. And it's a lot of and and we gonna wrap it up. Mm -hmm. But it's a lot of radical, violent racism happening, and it's not always reported on the news. There's people getting lynched in Jackson, Mississippi. It just cut somebody's head off in Mississippi. Like, they just killed this woman named Charlene Lyles, who was pregnant. Two cops killed her. Like, we got the guy, the guy, uh, something, Hernandez, who, who the off-duty cop killed him for peeing on the side of, of a restaurant or something. Like, this, and most importantly, a story I really want people to go and acknowledge Jordan Edwards. There was a kid who was at a party with his brother. He went to leave the party. Somebody else was shooting at the party. He goes to leave the party. Uh, a white cop pulls out a, a a long gun, like a shotgun, shoots Jordan Edwards in the back of the head. And I think that cop is getting charged and going to trial. But that wasn't even heavily in the media. Like so, for all those people who are going, it like, oh, it ain't even. For all that people who like, oh, it's not even that bad, or we, you know, we passed that, we in a different time. I, I, I advise anybody, and that's what I don't do this for views. Go and subscribe to the Advice Show TV, A D V I S E, the Advice Show TV, and he gets the scoop on all of these stories. He he get he gets them first, and he puts them all on his page, and he 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 converses with his fan base. He explains them. It, it it it's sad. It's happening all the time, and like you said, it's only gonna be so much more before everything just blows the fuck up. It's only it's only but so much more, and all those and all those Trump supporters. So he's not a racist. Look at the kind of energy, and this was happening before Donald Trump. But look at the escalation. Right. Look look, look at how much more of this is happening. Look at what he's done to our country. And then I don't even get a lot into politics as much as I used to. But then look with all the Russia scandals and this and that. So he was he was a good fit. Now you got cops killing people more than they way just every day. It's like every day. Yeah. 
just about. Or, 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 if, it's, just or, if, it's, or if it's not a cop killing somebody, it's uh, just a civilian harming somebody like these undercover cops. There's a video, I think, on my Facebook. As these undercover cops just ran up on some kids walking from a park and, and, and pulled their guns out on them. Like, a radical racism. Like, I think earlier this year, those people who ran up on that in that black party with like the big uh, Confederate flag monster truck, like those motherfuckers just went to jail earlier this year. Like radical racism. Like I said, go subscribe to the advice show. Listen to these conscious speakers like Professor Griff and, and guys like that. Listen to what Michael Eric Dyson and Angela Rise have to say. It's it's we are in a war. It's radical racism. It's scary things happening. Every day, you're not gonna you not gonna know what's really happening in our country by watching Fox News. Like you got you got to dig a little deeper. And I hope that once y'all start yeah. to see how real it is out here, y'all have a, a conscious awakening, and we can sit at the table and we could build. Definitely. But I'm gonna go ahead and sign us out, Ashley. You got anything else you want to say? I really appreciate you doing this. No, I appreciate you, you, you know, starting up the conversation, you know, mm-hmm. in light of everything, I'm still hopeful that we're going to, we're going to get it to, we may not get it together in this generation, but I got hope. You got to have hope. And it, it's the little things, you know, it's the, it's the gradual pro- progression. Don't ever let them break your spirit. Don't ever let them, you know, make us revert back to what it used to be, what it used to be, all right? We got to keep on, we got to keep on keeping on. We got to keep on moving. We got to keep moving, and we got we to gotta do better for ourselves before, <laughs> we got to do better for our community, all right? That's where I'm going to leave it at. We got to help each other. We got to, we got to do, we got to do it for us. I'm going to leave it right there. We're going to do this for us. You keep doing this podcast, your music, everything else that you have going on. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to keep my butt in school, you know, because 